Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. We're coming to you live from Mobile World Congress in Barcelona, and I am delighted to be with Sandra Rivera, Senior Vice President of the Data Center Group and General Manager of the Network Platforms Group. Welcome back, Sandra. Good morning, Allison. I feel like there's a few things that happen in my life. You know, I can always depend on my birthday, Christmas, one chip chat a year with Sandra at Barcelona at, for Mobile World Congress. It's it's a good tradition we've developed. <laughs> I was thinking that they should have a tagline of get your steps in if you come to Mobile World Congress. <laughs> oh, no, no kidding. So I know that you've been on the show before and people have heard from you before, but we always start with just a, a catch up on your role at Intel. It's evolved over the years. How does it relate to our focus on network and the transformation of the network, the advent of 5G. Well, we're driving the network infrastructure business to embrace all things server, all things virtualization, all things cloud. That's what we've called the network transformation or even the cloudification of the network. So that's remained consistent for a number of years. But over the last couple of years, we have also embraced the mantle of 5G leadership for the company and really driving a strategy that's end-to-end from the client to the access to the edge to the core and, of course, to the cloud and data centers of the world. So we've been up to network transformation, 5G, and, of course, a lot of the buzz here at this event, edge computing. Just a small purview of focus and, and just a small impact in terms of change that you're driving around the world. Um, I know that we've talked about network transformation many times before. It's amazing to me to see the progress that the industry has made. It's so exciting to see also what they're doing with Intel architecture. It's very cool. What are the key technologies that you've seen when you've been talking to executives or walking into various booths at Mobile World that you're really excited about and are like, wow, that's an amazing use case based on our technology or based on industry innovation. What's exciting? Well, if you look at the strategy that we've been driving, which is to re-architect the network platform to really be a high-performing computing problem, then certainly we feel we are in the best position to address a high-performing computing problem. And network transformation has been all about how do we get the compute and network and storage much, much closer to that point of data creation and data consumption by having platforms that are much more flexible and agile and programmable to do what they need to do at any point uh, through that continuum of client access, edge, Mm -hmm. core, and cloud. So the thing that I've been very excited about here is just to see all of that computing moving from centralized data centers and clouds across that continuum and being brought ever closer to that endpoint, which enables new applications or new use cases that were either previously not technically possible because of latency, because, of course, distance adds latency, or bandwidth issues, or that were not really commercially viable because it just costs too much. So when we see 
implementations of moving that compute network and storage close to the endpoint, like what we're seeing downstairs in our demo that uh, showcases an industrial application. The ability to create a virtual safety zone just with computer vision, AI data analytics, and edge computing to keep someone who enters an area that may become unsafe to turn off the manufacturing equipment, the robotics or what other equipment may be in that zone. Or in the retail application where as a consumer, we can have a much more frictionless experience. Mm -hmm. We can see pop-up stores really anywhere at a concert, at a sporting event, at a convention center, big industry events uh, where <laughs> you'd want that. Uh, but to be able to deploy those without a lot of physical wiring and cabling because you have 5G, high bandwidth, low latency capabilities to just create that pop-up store uh, and then to move through that retail experience without ever checking out, right? With object recognitions, you know, computer vision, seeing what's being put in your cart, identifying who you are, settling the payment as you walking out the door and then getting an email receipt sent to you. It's mm -hmm. pretty cool. Sign me up for that one because that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> no more waiting in lines, Allison. <laughs> so last night when I was struggling through my jet lag in Barcelona, I was reading through Intel's announcements at this show and all of the announcements we've made with partners your organization has been a little busy. What are the highlights for you associated with the news that we've delivered here? And news feels a little bit different this time, a little bit more punchy. Tell me, what do you think is the context for that change? Well, I think when we started this network transformation journey, a lot of folks really found it difficult to understand how we would ever be able to run high-performance networking workloads on CPUs. And so to see something at this event where the industry leaders like an Ericsson or a ZTE in their 5G base stations using our 10 nanometer network SOCs, the Snow Ridge, which was a big announcement that, of course, we made at CES, but here we actually are talking about, our customers are talking about their use of it Snow Ridge in their 5G base stations. It's extraordinary because a lot of folks would think, well, that can only be possible with fixed function, proprietary purpose-built silicon solutions. So that's been really exciting with both of those customers. And we actually have a lot of other customers on that platform, but they haven't gone public yet. In the edge of the network, of course, we have the Hewitt Lake Xeon D SOC, which packs a lot of punch in a small form factor, uh, low power. But the more and more we see the need for networking and computing at that edge in power-constrained envelopes, we need to, again, have a lot of performance density within the physical constraints of the environment. And then the way that we have partnered with our programmable solutions group with FPGAs give us accelerated capability both in wireless access as well as in the core of the yeah. network. So the programmable acceleration card, the Vista Creek card that we announced here as well, is very exciting because it moves us to both the flexibility and the ecosystem that's available on the CPU portfolio, but also the acceleration that we get with FPGA technology as a great platform complement to the entire portfolio. Now, you just gave us a lot of interesting things. Everyone seems to be talking about Snow Ridge, though. I was down on the show floor yesterday. There was just a crowd around that demo. Yeah. What do you think it is that Intel has done within the Intel architecture silicon that has reached that tipping point in terms of opening up this new market? The beauty of Snow Ridge is that we've taken all of the underlying computing performance capability and through our 
innovation in both networking and wireless IP and integration into our standard CPU portfolio, we are now able to give customers the benefit of volume server economics, the benefit of virtualization and the pooling capabilities that you get across many different workloads when you use an underlying asset in a more comprehensive way across different customers and different types of applications, as well as the ability to tap into the broadest ecosystem in the world. So the customers are so excited because they get to tap into this wealth of ecosystem software, this expansive tool chain that we have on Intel architecture, and then added to that, they get to go to market much more quickly, and then there's a deterministic beat rate that they can count on from Intel because it's our Intel architecture platform underneath powering all of that. So they're able to now do all that control plane processing, all that packet processing on Intel architecture, and it's good for them, it's good for us, and ultimately it's good for their customers. How do we work with our ecosystem partners to ready their infrastructure while at the same time 5G standards are still getting finalized and how do we mitigate some of those risks? Well, that's the beauty of programmability and certainly that's the beauty of being able to complement a snow ridge with packet acceleration or programmable acceleration card, the Vista Creek, or any FPGA capability that we have folded into the underlying platform because we know that the 5G releases will continue to evolve. We're at release 15, we'll get to release 16, where you'll see that ultra-reliable, low-latency communication capability really come to full fruition. But you want to be able to deploy and begin that rollout, begin the new services and, and applications running on your 5G infrastructure. So that programmability of the FPGA married to the brilliance and uh, beauty of the underlying uh, CPU for all that high-performance networking allows us to have the best of both worlds. Fantastic. Now, I think that there's been some interesting examples of how customers are using Intel architecture to fuel their entire networks. And you came out with some really eye-opening announcements this past week. Can you share some of the customer announcements? Yeah, so we had a very exciting announcement with Rakuten. They're an e-commerce company based in Japan. They have over 100 million users on that platform. But they have embraced the idea that they can become a mobile network operator by utilizing all of the server-based architecture that Intel is bringing forward together with our ecosystem to stand up a complete mobile network. 100% fully virtualized, completely cloud-native because it's designed from the ground up and rolling out very, very quickly because we're not waiting for a lot of custom solutions to be built. This is built on our dream of having a fully virtualized network infrastructure as the underlying platform. So that's been very exciting. It's gotten a lot of buzz. We've done that together with a number of our great partners and the broad ecosystem that we have. They're talking more about that here. We are very excited about all the things that we're doing with our infrastructure vendors. We have Rackscale Design, which we're really showcasing with partners like Nokia and Lenovo and Quanta and others. We have announced a strategic collaboration with Ericsson on our software-defined infrastructure where we're using a lot of their management and orchestration capability 
to forward uh, rack scale design and make it more broadly available to the market, paired with a lot of our underlying both hardware and software innovations. And then maybe one last one that I'm super excited about is our OpenNest announcement in software. So we talk a lot about the silicon, but software is really important because that's what unlocks all the beauty in the underlying hardware. So OpenNest is our open network edge services software toolkit, and it's really designed to abstract a lot of that network complexity so that the application developers can just look at this network platform as another computing platform that they're quite familiar with. You know, OpenNest, I was reading about that. And one thing that I've always admired about your group is that you've embraced working with ecosystem and developers and driving innovation so well. We've seen as we've delivered these types of sandboxes for developer innovation in the past, we've seen innovation that we haven't even dreamed of. So, you know, in the edge, this is going to be an interesting place to see what kind of applications come to fruition. Well, it's true. The edge represents that wonderful intersection between computing and networking and AI and analytics and media processing all on a platform that becomes a sandbox of innovation. So by abstracting a lot of that complexity on the computer vision, AI inference side with OpenVINO, paired up with OpenNess, again, you just get to step into all that goodness. We really are lowering the barriers to entry, increasing the market participation, and accelerating the pace of innovation. I can't wait to see the results from that. This conversation would not be complete if I didn't ask you about what we're doing for the device itself with 5G. So we had several announcements here on our multi-mode modem. Our 5G modem is coming out later this year, and we will get into production on commercial products next year. But we announced how several customers or several partners of ours are creating gateway products using our 4G LTE modems today and then moving to 8160, our 5G multi-mode modem in 2020. We also announced a partnership with Skyworks on the RF front-end module and optimizing that module with our existing modems now and then, of course, moving to our 8160 5G modem in 2020. One final question. Where can folks follow you online if they want to continue to engage with your conversation? at Sandra Alvarera on Twitter. Have a great week at MWC, Sandra. Thanks, Allison. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 